You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Mark Sheldon, who covers the Reds for MLB.com. Mark, happy November. We are slowly moving in to hot stove. It's cool right now, but I know things are about to heat up. Uh, And they're going to heat up for the Reds as well because they're on the hunt. And affordable pitching is something that's at the top of their list. Obviously, there are a multitude of free agents out there right now um, that look pretty nice. Uh, But to me, what I want to know, what does affordable mean to the Reds? What are the kinds of guys you think that they could be targeting? That's a great question. I mean, they've been talking about having significantly more money to spend on pitching, but on what I, we don't know is, A, what that exact number is, and B, what they consider to be significant compared to, let's say, Chicago or Boston or the Yankees. So we'll see what happens, but I, I don't think they're going to be in the market for the Dallas Keuchel and Patrick Corbin-level pitchers, but okay. I think they might at least make a run at the next tier below. Uh, maybe uh, Gio Gonzalez, Wade Miley, um, Hunjin Rue. There's there's some other guys. Lance Lynn. I, I think those might be the guys in there at their level, maybe. And um, and of course, I think they wouldn't be stopping at just one guy. I think maybe there'd be a second guy that could get, and maybe that would be a, a third tier guy. You know, I think they may get one middle tier guy and one lower tier guy, and hope that's maybe what they can get to to make this rotation a little bit better. And what about Matt Harvey? Obviously, a free agent now, and the Reds cannot offer him a qualifying offer, but they can offer him a contract. They can, and uh, he was well-liked by uh, the front office here, and he did a pretty good job. He resurrected a lot of his value this past season, um, but what remains to be seen is if he'll be willing to come back. I think what I get from both sides is he's going to go out and explore the market and see where uh, the other clubs are. He's going to look at pretty much any other club except for the Mets, and then for the Reds thing, I think they're going to look and see what they can get out there. And then, you know, if they kind of find a match for the, each other again, maybe he comes back. But the way Dick Williams put it to me is that everybody's on the list. He's just one of those guys, too. They know they, what they have in him, but uh, they're going to explore what they have. And if there's a, there's a number that meets both sides and, and they're happy, then maybe he comes back. But I, I got the impression he's more of a, a plan B or plan C guy, not their plan A guy. Mark, how do the Reds become competitive this offseason with the NL Central? What is it going to take? Simply, it's going to just take better players. They've hired a new manager. They, as we're going to talk about in a minute, they've hired a new pitching coach. Um, but it's really going to take players. They've, they've figured out a lot of their offensive issues, even though they were way down in power this year and they need to hit more home runs. But they, they've got some pretty good offensive players. They have a pretty solid infield that they feel really good about. Um, but what they don't have is a really good, reliable starting pitching uh, rotation. Um, they even have a, a much better bullpen. They've had, they worked on their bullpen this past offseason, and they, they had some good results there. So I think if they can learn to pitch and get some good guys that can make 30 starts, they don't necessarily have to get 200 inning guys because those guys are becoming few and far between. But if they can yeah. get guys that can be consistent and make 30 starts, pitch every fifth day, have a little bit of consistency, they can compete in the Central. They've shown that they can do that in the past. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the division was different then, but they've been able to do it, and it's all cyclical. I mean, the Cubs and the, the Brewers and stuff aren't, and the Cardinals aren't going to be great forever, and if the Reds can pitch, I think they can compete. 
Let's talk about pitching. Uh, and as you mentioned, rotations and bullpens are a change in. Um, and it looks like relievers may have the upper hand this offseason compared to starting pitching. Uh, they may, may be at a premium. But the Reds decided that they wanted to up their pitching coach status. They went and got Derek Johnson from rival team Brewers. Mark, what kind of immediate impact can Derek Johnson make on this staff? I think he's going to bring some cachet, much kind of like they did a few years ago when they hired Brian Price to be their pitching coach for Dusty Baker. Brian was a very well-sought-after pitching coach, and the Reds got one of the best guys they could get in getting him, and I think it really brought a lot of credibility to the pitching staff, the guys they had and the guys they would bring in. And I think Derek Johnson could be the same kind of guy. He obviously got a lot of face time this, this postseason for the, the work he did with Chasin and Miley and Gio Gonzalez, who had a great run in Milwaukee after having a really kind of mediocre season with Washington. So... I think that can help. And then there's going to be some free agents on the market that he directly worked with. He worked with Sonny Gray at, uh, I believe, Vanderbilt. He worked with uh, Gonzalez and Miley just this year with Milwaukee, and he had Miley for the last three years. So I think that could help. It doesn't hurt. When you're trying to lure starting pitching, you have to bring more than just money sometimes. You have to bring other uh, enticements. And I think having a respected pitching coach is a good place to start. All right. Another thing, Mark, uh, that I think is important – for the Reds and important to build upon is consistency and two guys who who are consistent for the Reds Joey Votto and Billy Hamilton who are up for gold glove nominations what do you think the odds are that they both win this award I'd be a little surprised about Votto I was kind of surprised he got a a finalist situation he uh, was a, a previous winner in 2011 I believe or 2013 I'm sorry I can't remember but I know he, he won previously, but then his defense kind of took a slide, and then he became a, kind of renewed in his effort to it. But I don't know if he's like one of the top gold glove guys in baseball. On the other hand, Billy Hamilton has been uh, had a lot of bad luck. He's been a four-time finalist and a, a zero-time winner. Uh, the problem that's gotten, you know, gotten in his way is he's been very rarely able to finish a season. Usually he gets hurt right at the end of August or the beginning of September, and that last month of the season when – you know, the coaches are making their votes and all that. He's not on the field. So I think this year, since he played the whole season, even though he struggled offensively, we all know that to do as much with the gold glove defensive award, but he was able to finish the season. He made some unbelievable plays. He may have made the best play he's ever made in St. Louis uh, in July before the all-star break. And I think a lot of people will see that highlight. I've seen that highlight. And maybe that influenced their vote. So I think Billy's got a good chance. I don't think Joey's got as good of a chance. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to hear about that on Sunday. That's announced uh, this coming Sunday. So we'll be able to talk about that next week. But either way, two guys who are making some positive waves for the Reds before they can splash into that free agent market and start picking up pieces of the rotation of the bullpen, just getting anywhere they can to, to compete in that NL Central because the division just keeps getting better year after year. But Mark, I always appreciate your time and your insights on this Reds team. It's always my pleasure to talk with you, Danny. All right, with Mark Sheldon, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.